Hey guys, how's it going? It's Johnny here from the Football Retreat Podcast. Uh, we did a super long episode. It was actually around two hours long. So instead of just uploading one two-hour episode, I'm going to upload them in 30-minute parts every day. Uh, so sit back and relax and please enjoy. You're listening to the Football Retreat Podcast on the After Hours Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our Instagram at After Hours Network for more awesome podcasts. Johnny Bowen and Chris Catney all on the same on the same podcast. That's right. For the for the first time, um, probably not the last time. Hopefully, well. hopefully if this goes well. I mean, like we got a lot of we're, we're going to be talking about a lot of heated stuff this week. I mean, <laughs> Sam and I haven't spoke too much on the whole Everton Liverpool thing. We'll get through that. We'll, we'll save that for later. <laughs> yeah. Can we um, just do a small five minute segment on that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We'll, we'll just sneak it in. Good. What are you talk, What are you guys talking about? What about? Yeah, like what? What, what just happened? The city, just the city of Liverpool. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful place. place. Oh, lovely place. Yeah. It's really good nightlife. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah nightlife. It's great shopping center. So, you know. it's a lot of yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. Uh, Belfast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But, but right. Tell, so I, no. Right. Cut, cut. Cut the crap. Right. We're back to the most important thing of the week. <laughs> so, GQ. And I'm just gonna tell Sam about it because I'm just standing there. GQ released a a a article that ranked the top the all 28 seasons of the Premier League, in in order of the winning of the best teams that won the league. They caveated that with saying that it was not including uh, domestic form or European form. So from 28 through to one, I mean, I'll pick out some highlights because I don't want to go through all 28, but. Number 26, 26 was the Manchester United team from 1998 and 1999. Bearing in mind that that team lost less games than the Invincible team from the 18th of August when it started to the 26th of May when it ended. Three games the entire season. Now, fair enough, they're talking about solely league form, but... I don't think you can really just solely talk about league form. And even considering solely league form, they beat one of the best Arsenal teams in Premier League history with you know, Anelka, Bergkamp, etc. And a very, very good Chelsea team with Gianfranco Rizzolo as well. And to put them at 26 was an utter farce. So before we debate it, I want to keep going through. Um, and I'll point out other ones. So... The next sort of key highlighted one, Leicester, with 21st. Probably fair enough, I'd say. Maybe a bit higher, a bit of a harsh one. Um, Blackburn, 1995 team, were 19th. And... Sorry for anybody listening, just hearing my frustration. 
Manchester United 2007, 2008. Number 16. How? 16. So, Johnny, there's only ever been two teams who won the Premier League and the Champions League in the same season. Man United in 99 and Man United in 2008. Yeah. And they're 26 and 16. Okay, right, okay. so I'll fast forward through this. But I really want to ask you, because before you go through this, let's just say this. This is this is a an article by GQ, correct? Yes. Okay, so it's safe to say that... Because this happens a lot in America, uh, and, and I don't know if it's if it's written by Americans or not, but we'll always have like third party. And I was telling you this on Facebook too. We have like these third party like news sources that don't touch the sport, but will randomly like dabble in it a little bit. And then it's always they'll always have just this horrible opinion, and then they'll, they'll get like thrashed on social media, and then they'll never do it again. But it happens all the time. So that's what happened with GQ, right? Like GQ's not everyone knows that they're not like a, a you know a football. Um, Right, like, like what, like, let's just say, let's no, just get that out of the way. They're not experts. I, th- I think, I think there's a lot of British GQ that does coverage on the likes of Raheem Sterling or Marcus Rashford or influential footballers, but yeah, they're obviously not a footballing um yeah like, magazine. But yeah, before like, we start talking about, it, I just want to go like, so Chelsea 2016, 17 were fifth. Chelsea four or five were fourth. City 1819, which was the year that they beat Liverpool by a point third Liverpool last season were second and then probably one that I don't really disagree with too much maybe, not, yeah they were they were first so they they it's were first ahead of Ar- <laughs> they, they were first ahead of Arsenal's invincible team oh there's That's plenty of teams that were about ahead of the invincible zone yeah, but just go on, by the way, they've ranked it. You just assume that they would just go, well, they didn't lose, they put them first. They drew 12 games? Yeah. That's they... dropping 24 points. And that, that's that's, hard, that's hardly an elite winning season. Fair enough, you didn't, you didn't lose a game. Okay, that's pretty impressive. But, you know, 12 draws. You may as well have lost where, a few. Where, where, you do you think, lost... where do you think they were? Uh, eight. <laughs> only you would like guess that correct <laughs> yeah. he, guessed, he literally only guessed it because of Steve Gerrard as well didn't you I uh, know I genuinely just took a while guess at that it was sort of I was 12, 12 came into my head immediately and I said no they'll be top 10 so yeah top 10 yeah but if you, even if you look at that claiming that you know Chelsea's 05 or 16 which were a very good team higher than the team that didn't lose out of 38 games so, like, this is my question. This is my question to sort of kick off this week's podcast. For you guys, what is the best one? Honestly, Johnny, and, and this is from like, your experience, bro. At first, because I, I was thinking, whenever I think of Man United, I, I do think of the era where it was Ronaldo and Rooney. And again, as an American, it was hard to like consistently enjoy like the sport from out here over there. But that's always what I think about is like like a top team. And you said that they were, they were super high up, right? They were in like, what what place? Sixteenth. Sixteenth. That's insane. But then, and as an Evertonian, I say this because once you said Liverpool second last year's Liverpool, I was like, oh, okay, wait. But then I really thought about it, and like that was. Let's just be frank. I thought that that was going to be number one after like thinking about it for a bit. That team was insane. Everything about them, they were untouchable. They were untouchable. Like it wasn't even fun anymore. The Premier League wasn't fun. Like it's I disagree. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> but like every this team... season, this season's not fun. 
Yeah. No, we'll get on to that, bro. We'll get on to that. But, to but, but that was the no, thing. No, it is not. It's not fun at all. It's like last no. season, everyone, like, everyone was kind of dealing with their own shit. Every club had things that they were dealing with and kind of handling on the side. But Liverpool just seemed like the only club where they just, like, had their shit together. And it, that's why it was so unfun. And maybe that's why, like, I think, okay, I didn't want them at, like, number two or number one. But to be honest, I mean... They, it they, it looked like that. It looked like everyone didn't have their shit together because of how good Liverpool was. So, yeah, I don't know. I I think that I think, that made. Yeah, United I think if you look higher. at it, you're saying. It's, no, it's just saying with I think with Manchester United, it's difficult to rate them as a number one because they were so good for so long, and you think of it as it's difficult to think of United teams as individual teams per season. You think of them as Ferguson's United. As like one whole being, and that was over what, say, twenty years of him being in the Premier League. Yeah, he was the yeah he's the best manager of all time, and that's not a debate. You know, so you kind of look at it, and you you don't think of those teams. Like I'm not a Manchester United fan. I couldn't tell you what their team was in two thousand. Actually, not probably good. Early two thousands, I couldn't have named like a, the majority of their players, but you know. That specific Conte team, that Chelsea Conte team that won the league, I thought they were brilliant. I would have them quite high up, but I look at them as one individual season, whereas you look at that United team and you just think of Ferguson and how good they were for so long. So I do think it's quite difficult to narrow down a list of the best teams because, as Johnny said, you look at that Liverpool for a season last last year, they were brilliant. There's, there's no debate. They were great. They were great to watch. They won, obviously, the majority of their games right up until the end of it but it's it is difficult and i would probably say city centurions probably deservedly first because they were phenomenal yeah yeah Conzo, i would have united so have... team higher who would you have as number one Conzo? my number one would probably be the 2008 united team in the terms of <laughs> you just you didn't want to play them no matter what week it was but from the team or from the title winners from the last couple of seasons, you could say, yeah, you will get them on an off day. You know, Liverpool this season. You do doesn't matter when you would play them. City, dodgy at the start of the season. You know, everyone, all those teams have had some sort of weakness about them. But yeah. You know, there there's a reason, as you keep saying about Ferguson, there's a reason why United have won so many titles is because that team was just phenomenal from you know, early like well late nineties, early two thousands all the way up until he retired. And it's just it's one of those ones where <laughs> all you have to do is look at the picture of the of the lineup. Either Champions League final or you know a way to Burnley on the Sunday. Yeah. Same lineup. Still as scary. So yeah. yeah two thousand and eight United team for me is probably the best. In it... in terms of that and in terms of the football that was played as well. Because they, they didn't just go out and win games. They were actually very nice to watch too. And and I agree with that because, like again, coming from like the the perspective of like a Yankee, um, literally, dude, people who didn't watch the sport knew who the players for Manchester United were here, which says a lot. That says like so much about that team. So it's like, yeah, I, I think I think that's a that's a great choice, you know. Especially me, like like I said last time, it's hard to stay consistently updated with the Premier League because we didn't get the games like we do now, and um, I even knew like everyone on that roster. So it's like, yeah, it, it's, you know, that's a really good choice. I should have, cho- I probably would, would have chose that now in hindsight. <laughs> so I, th- I think it's pretty obvious that it is like, in my opinion, yeah. it's the greatest club. It's, 
<laughs> I think, <laughs> I, think it's, I think, no, there's no point in me even explaining my experience. I was always going to say that, but I would say, and you're going to, you, everyone's going to be shocked by this for pure, and obviously I never watched them, but the best club, English club side ever, and Sam knows who, who I'll say, is probably the England, the Liverpool team from the early 80s. Yeah. I can't believe I said that. It makes me, it makes me feel sick. But no, it is, the because I think, yeah. We talk about them like once a, once an episode, I'm, and I, and I don't go back that far. But I'm just saying we talk about that team like once an episode. So I was literally just waiting for it. For the, <laughs> no, the the early '80s Liverpool team, yeah. yeah, literally. But the reason being is because I think that so I take it on two parameters: how many times you've retained the title and how many European Cups you've won on top of that. So. In since the start, since the set, end of the Second World War, retaining the title three times in a row has only ever happened three times, and in English football history, it's only ever happened four times. Arsenal in like the 1920s, I think, did it, and then Liverpool did it in the early 80s. Then United, United did it twice in 10 years like <laughs> that's bonkers. Liverpool, that Liverpool team won two European Cups. Now, I again probably one of the best of all time as a team. I couldn't name all the individuals, but obviously you can name like Sunis, um, uh, Dougley, Shaw them. There was an easier road to get to the final. You only had to play what five teams back then, whatever it was. But you still, you still have to win it, and it wasn't. I didn't have teams and win it twice in a row all the time. And so, and that was three league titles, and two of them were two European and Premier and uh, English first division couple some um, couples. And then in, but then with United's team, 2008, I think that I always listen to arguments in this, but we actually know why I think the treble team is second, because I think that the treble team had to beat Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal on the way winning the FA Cup, had to beat Barcelona and Bayern Munich were in our group in the in the Champions League. We had to beat Inter Milan, Juventus, and then Bayern Munich on the way to winning the European Champions League and how many games from that entire European Cup run did we lose? None of them. We didn't lose one game from Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Inter Milan, uh, Juventus. All, and like, bear in mind some of the best club teams ever play football. So in terms of a single season, that doesn't get topped. But why I think that the best team probably, in terms of, if you're thinking about pure football, is 2008. And I'm actually going to say another one that's the couple with that. Is because of the balance, it's like the, 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 you had a defense of a back five of Edwin van der Sar, Patrick Sever, and the Manu Bedic, Rio Ferdinand, and then Wes Brown. And Wes Brown, if injuries hadn't hit him, had you know was one of the best right backs in the, in the league at the time, and obviously set up Ronaldo's goal in the Champions League final. Um, then the midfield was any combination of Giggs, Hargrey, Scholes, Anderson, Carrick, Ronaldo, and then up front you had Tevez and Rooney. Um, and then the thing is, is that we didn't just win the Europe, the Champions League and the Premier League. We retained the Premier League from the year before and we retained it again and we got another Champions League final. Um, but then for me, if I was going to take it away, I know Sam, you mentioned the Centurions. Obviously the Centurions are amazing, but I only think there's one team that comes second, if it is or third, if it isn't the treble team or the or the United well, Way team. I've changed and my Ch- mind. Chelsea. <laughs> you don't get on. that? I've, I've changed my you mind. You can't do that. I've changed my <laughs> mind. I, I think's number one. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Go on. Well, I mean, before, before you, you do, I, yes, I'm, go I'm ahead. gonna say Chelsea 2005. Yeah, I think I would be up there. That team was just the team I'm going for is when you've got a league of Liverpool, United, 
City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs. You need to be you need to be a really good team. You need to be really well organized. And for a single season, forgetting Europe, forgetting all these things, how can it not be Leicester? No, no, like no. the best team. Okay, so let's talk about this. Oh, the best Premier League It has to be Leicester. I don't disagree with you because I think that there's a lot of context that's needed, though. Yeah, yeah, right? well, yes, absolutely. Yeah, like, because... yeah, but, but dude, you have the context of the Europe, the, the Champions League as well, then, surely. Okay. No, but you are, you're taking this article and you're taking away Europe, you're taking away domestic. Okay. Okay, Leicester okay, okay, won okay. the Premier League. And and the whole way through it, at points you everybody went, it's gonna it's gonna end. They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna make it. And they just kept going. And they just kept beating teams. Nope. And they beat everybody. They beat the big boys. They just kept going for a single season. It's hard they, to they didn't, beat, they didn't beat Man United. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, they didn't beat Manchester United. But for a single season, it's hard to argue. It's hard to put them as the twenty first or whatever it was best Premier League winner. I mean, for what they achieved, for the squad yeah. that they had, for the money they spent, for the club that they are and where they were four years ago, I probably wouldn't put it down as... It's not... Let's be honest. It's not the best team. Yeah. It's probably the best single season of achievement if you're taking away... Achievement. Everything. It, yeah, it has, to, it has to be. No, and you, you explain that. All right, de- 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 Devil's Advocate, though, better than getting 100 points in terms of Premier League history, getting 100 points as the favourites or winning it as the biggest underdog. Here's what I say. Probably a team that were favored to be relegated. This is a and that's a great question and I, and I want to hear you guys' point on it. But here's my thing. Who got it? who who let's say this. Who did that? Who got who like who, like who would you say? Man United who got the 100 points? No, City, City. in 2018. Okay. So, look at how much City has spent on their roster. And this is because that's I'm really yeah. happy that Sam brought this up because it does. Like the story of it matters. Like the context matters. Like the it, like these guys had like half of what all of these other teams had, if that, and they still figured out a way to win the Premier League, the fucking Premier League, the most competitive league in the entire world. Like, you know, when you look at it, when you look at all this stuff, it makes you think like, okay, well, what are other teams doing wrong? Like, how what did Leicester City do right this season to be able to like? There's just so it makes we could talk about this for hours. You, you know, like I I totally think I I get what Sam's saying. I think that was a good. A good thing to bring up like they could totally be if, yeah. if they said Leicester City was number one but with all of that in, in mind then I think that that I wouldn't even even argued that you know they have to explain it though they can't put him number one and then not explain it and I feel like it would take yeah. pages to explain why See, I think City I think from a, from a fan's perspective I mean you know that was the best excluding the United ones I've seen by a mile obviously and I think as well well really important point of your take you know actual critical thinking from this and just talk about it purely on passion and actual fanship and fandom of football everyone can name that team from back to front and every single one of those players wasn't the household name until they won it and they made themselves household names so you got was it Schmeichel Simpson Morgan Hoot Hughes Mares Kante Drinkwater Albrighton Okazaki Vardy I mean and half half of them aren't even there anymore <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. And Azua too. Um, and then you had other lads as well around that. And I listened to a podcast with Danny Simpson on it the other day. And he explains how whenever whenever Hazard scored that goal, and I think we can all we can all remember where we were whenever Hazard scored it. Sorry, Thompson. <laughs> but he apparently like they were he just cried 
for like three hours straight. And you compare that with, like, I've heard Ryan Giggs talk about whenever he won his 13th in 2013. He, he, he didn't, it didn't hit him as hard as it, as it, as it would have. And I think that he, from that, like you said, single greatest achievement, taking every, every sort of, you know, other contextual piece involved and to take talking about from just from a pure, pure fan's point of view. Yeah, that is probably number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Konzo, why do you think it's not? Because it is literally a one-off. As good as they were that season, and as nice as they were to watch. For example, say Spurs had a one-off that year. It would be the exact same. It would just be a one-off, and they wouldn't have kicked on. Like, Ranieri was sacked not even a year after they won it. it actually six months, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the was, argument... But, I agree, I agree, but the argument is it's one season. Yes, that's exactly not, what I was about you, to say. It's not your, your European, your cup. Like, I completely understand. I, I probably do agree with you, Connor. That as a team, probably not the best, because let's be honest, it shouldn't happen. Like, we all agree. But you know, I think just from... Well, uh, the problem is we're, we're doing this by an article. If we all if we all sat here and said, you know... Who do we actually think is the best team? We probably all would come to the agreement that it's United's away team. But, you know, it's probably not, it's not much of a debate to be honest. But it's for that single season for what they done in the Premier League. I, I now, now that I follow it, I can't I can't overlook it. I can't think of a better team because they did no superstars at the time. They didn't. They made themselves into super superstars. Yeah. That whole team. They didn't have Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez. Didn't have Lampard, Drogba. Um, Salamani, Sane, yeah. Aguero, whatever it was, they had a, an unknown Kante, an unknown Mares, players that are now some of the best players in the world, and they went and won the Premier League. I mean, uh, a story or not, and, that is yeah. a team of nobodies that won the Premier League. And the Disney part's coming out with me when I say this, but just like bringing up what you said, the fucking stories in it, dude. Jamie Vardy, <laughs> who the fuck was this guy? Like, honestly, like, yeah. everyone's like, okay, we don't got to worry about Lester. Who's going to fuck us up? This dude, this nobody that came from, like, these amateur leagues that, what was he? he didn't he work, like, a blue-collar job, too, when he was playing soccer? It was, he was, he played for Fleetwood Town when he was 21. Yeah. Ponzo, wasn't it? Yeah. Who the fuck would see yeah. that coming? Who out of anyone would just see this guy come out and just start destroying every? I mean, look at him. Look at his glory. I love Jamie Vardy. He's the yeah. best. And like, that's you, the... I, I was, I, I started. I was gonna tell you, JP. I was, I was there whenever they were supposed to win it at Old Trafford. I went, I went to see the game, and it was the only time in my entire life where I secretly would have been happy with United not winning that match. Yeah. Because they, had, so it drew. We finished. It drew one all. Um. And I remember uh, Morgan scored an equalizer after Martial scored. And I was just sitting there thinking, if they score, and you know, we're here to see Leicester, I was there to see Leicester when they win the Premier League. It was class. And I think that, I think that, that sort of moment, though, whenever Hazard did score that equalizer, I'll, you know, it's, it's one of those, I know exactly where I was. And I think that the emotion that everybody had from that, it was, and the stories they were able to tell are, you know, will live it on for so long. The perfect person to ask Connor. He was the other side of that experience. Mm-hmm. So Leicester versus Spurs for the title. Yeah. So I mean, from your point of view, Connor, you're probably quite. You're not delighted that Leicester won the league, but I bet your part of you was like, "Well, here Leicester won the league. At least, at least it was Leicester." In a sense, you know, yeah. if you're going to lose the league, yeah. lose the league in a season that nobody remembers. That yeah. you know, it was. Uh, 
Spurs were competing. Kind of, and that's, I don't mean that in a, an offensive way. I just mean that in a nobody remembers where anyone finished. Chelsea finished tenth or something, I think. But nobody ever talked about that yeah. season because Leicester won the league. So, from your point of view, looking in as the competitor, what did you think of Leicester winning that league and that team? That was going to be my my point. It's it all probably always makes me sound better saying that I don't think they're in the top. Like I, I'd say they're in the top five of all. Of course, going by that list, they're definitely in the top five. But my point is that season, if you look at the league, it was a case of no one wanted it. As you said, yeah, Chelsea, the good, top. I'll read the top ten. Do you know Leicester? Oh, he's Tottenham, coming prepared. <laughs> Tottenham, City. So that, yeah. that was the top four: Leicester, Arsenal, Tottenham, City. In that order. City finished fourth. United. Yeah. Rubbish. United. Well. Yeah. Southampton. West Ham. Liverpool. Stoke. <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> so just that top 10 tells you all you need to know about that season not taking anything away from Leicester they were brilliant Vardy broke all those records himself yeah. that season no, but but, I completely agree you know it, it, it completely. was that season looked the way this season was going until City took control back in November remember whenever you had Villa Southampton Spurs Everton yeah. as all number one at one point that it just looked like it was going to be that again so it, like I said, it does sound if I'm being really bitter about it, and I'm not because it was a real roller coaster of a season because it was the closest we got to it. But by the end of it, and they always talk about the Spurs car crash towards the end, Leicester won it with 81 points. Arsenal were second with 71. We were third with 70. But it really wasn't as close as it was made out to be. Yeah. It was really that, it was, Yeah, it was that far. People, if you were to think but, about it and you say the Spurs balled it, you think. Spurs maybe. I thought you were like a point behind. Exactly. No, that's, man. That's they they won it with, three, with, with two games to go, didn't they? That's why it always pisses me off so much that also, people say like, we finished yeah. third in a two horse race. That's fine. That, that We did capitulate and I think we got beat 5 0 or 5 2 by Newcastle last day. So the race yeah. for second was really bad. But here, not winning the league that year was just, it was just one of those things. You're right. Like, we could have won it, we didn't. And you are. Everything you're saying this entire time has been correct. You're right. But I think part of this, too, is, and, and that's a big part of the story, is, like, it's all timing. Like, these amazing stories happen with timing. Like, at the end of the day, and, you know, not even to like shit on Liverpool, like, you know, but it's, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, beating those clubs in the position that Leicester was in, even on their worst day, is still impressive. Like, Everton beating Liverpool. Like, Liverpool is kind of, like, just, like, having all these issues right now. But the fact that we still beat Liverpool, like this heavily established, like giant of a team, it's like that's still like that's still impressive in a sense. So it's like I feel like everything fell into place for Leicester that season. And even though everyone was still fucking up, it's still just that it's still impressive. I still say it is just again with everything considered, yeah. you know, that for that. Last and I'm going to I'm going to sort of I'm going to back up Collins with in terms in the sense that. Look at the team that finished second had 71 points. For one, I think that shows how competitive the rest of the league was. Yeah. But it also shows how bad, not bad, but how below par the bigger boys at top six were. And this sort of my is my this is my thing with with why I wouldn't have Liverpool as high as GQ did. I still think Liverpool from back to end, back to front were fantastic. And again, not many Premier League champions have won the European Cup at the same time. Like Chelsea didn't whenever they won the Champions League and that Liverpool team because of fire. But, and Sam, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I just don't think the rest of the league was as competitive and the, 
the other the other bigger boys were up to par because you look at the, the Premier League last season, Liverpool were beyond the 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 realm of good, and they were brilliant. But everyone else was probably hit playing in around the six or seven. Mm-hmm. You know, United, for example, last season we weren't we were, we were dropping points left right and centre. I'm trying to remember where we even finished. We finished third. Bearing in mind, one of the worst United teams ever played football. And we lost it on the Burnley. Some of those sort of those sort of games. We only finished there because of um, Bruno. Mm-hmm. City capitulated because they lost one defender, similar to Liverpool this season. And then you look at the Arsenal banter team just kept rolling on. Spurs had a bit of a rocky start with Hodge going. That meant they were you know three 0 down before it even started. Um, and Leicester were consistently up there beside Liverpool because they had a decent manager and a decent setup. And I think that you know whenever Conor says you have to contextualize what the rest of the league is looking like. I think that you're always going to have at least one or two teams that move it beyond that. Mm-hmm. And not to take anything away from Liverpool, but that Liverpool team were probably on a par with the most competitive seasons that we've seen, i.e. 2005, the Invincibles against that Chelsea team. 2008, the, Europe, the two European Cup finals going against each other. And, and then, to be fair, 2019 with that Liverpool and that City team. Again, the rest of the league pulls away. But that just shows the points to a tally. So Liverpool had what ninety-eight points the year they won the Champions League, and then what they finished from ninety-three last Seven. season, ninety-seven, which wins the title, which wins the Premier League title. What I think it's something like out of the other twenty-eight times it wins the Premier League title, every single time. Bar one, every time, yeah. Bar that, then, bar do that you have, City got hundred points. You have Leicester, that Leicester team above that Liverpool team, then, in, in this GQ list. Well, but this is this is the thing that my my oh, yes. you know, and by my 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 entire argument just there is completely capitulated by saying. That oh, United's, I'm really gutted that you know that because that's what I was going to go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, United, 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 United team that finished second to the Centurions had more points than the travel team. <laughs> so, like, the points doesn't really add up. You have to you have to look beyond the points and look at the quality of the other of the other teams they're playing. I do agree in all ways that you have to look at loads of different things. I just, from a point of view of just a single season, when you just take the Premier League into consideration, for Leicester to win the league with the players to have, with the money they spent, the factor of re- uh, avoided relegation by one or two games the season before, I just think if you're going by one season, you just have to look at it and say they were brilliant all over, man yeah. to man, they were better than everybody doesn't matter who you are if the league's more competitive yeah, less points fair. surely means the league's more competitive which means winning that league is more impressive than walking it with 100 points or 97 points and i'm i am take including that liverpool last season you know we walked the league we had a one by january you know whereas leicester didn't leicester they won it on however many points 80 whatever it was 80 points are still a decent amount yeah but it says that the rest of the teams were getting beat by lower teams by, in the yeah. Premier League, more competitive yeah. teams. Your Southamptons, your West Ham's, your Aston Villas. I don't even know if Villa were in the league at that time. I think they were. Um, I think got relegated, didn't they? Yeah. Well, but but either way, like if you if you look at look at it that way, just for one I mean, single yeah, from, season, from for 20... what they, for who they had, for who they are, for who they were. They're not the best team. They are not the best team. They're probably not even in the top 20 of all those teams on paper. Yeah. But for a single season, what's the best season? What's the best team to win the Premier League? From man to man, that Leicester team was phenomenal. And winning the league showed that. But and then, I and who, who, so then, like, on, on it, though, sorry, Sam, I, just want, I want to ask you a question. Who do you think, from that 11, 
because you can probably argue in terms of an individual performance that the person who was the best individual performance from that 11 is probably in the top five best individual performances in Premier League history. Do you know what do you know what I mean? Because they had to play a bite out of their skin so consistently yeah. for a 38 game season. So who do you think is the number one performer from that eleven that I mentioned earlier on? That season or in general? That season. That season. That yeah, yeah. It's difficult because I think there's three names. There's three names: Vardy, Mares, and Kante. So you have mm-hmm. to figure out which one is the key one. To me, it's probably Vardy. Okay. But then Kante is vitally important. But I would say for Vardy's goals. Like you look at every team that should be relegated or supposedly relegated, they need a striker. You need that twenty goal a season player. Fair enough, you need a defense and things like that. You look at all those teams during the relegation battle, they don't have a striker to score goals. Yeah, yeah. But getting that striker who can score you those goals and score what eleven games in a row, that's massive. Yeah, the Premier League Like, yeah, forget relegation battle. You're scoring everyone and your defense is half decent. You win eleven games in a row, one nil, you're sorted. You know, you're you're competing for something, and it's not relegation. So I would say probably Vardy for me. Yeah, but Conte. Conte what do you think? Oh, sorry, Johnny. But... No, you're good. Sorry, I was just gonna say though that that's tough because that's another thing. Like whenever we talk about the whole, like I always say Vardy first when I talk about like this Leicester City team, but then I always bring up Conte afterwards because I don't think that they, I don't think that they would have been half of that team without Conte. I really don't think so. I think that Vardy was just such a finisher, man. That's it, tough. But I, I would probably go with Vardy because I'm, I'm very biased. But I'm trying to find what well, Conte only had four assists. But, I mean, I'm looking at his stats now. And, dude, it's just like it, it's kind of undeniable. Like, would Vardy have been that good without Conte? You know? Like, th- that's, I think, my biggest issue. Yeah. I, I, I don't Call really the know. What do you think? Uh, it's quite hard to look past individuals in it, and so I'm saying with the goals and performances. But it's really hard to look past Wes Morgan as the captain of that team throughout the whole season, like what yeah, he would have yeah. had to have done in that dressing room. But yeah. even, not more importantly, but up there, I'm pretty sure that's Christian Fuchs first season at Leicester as well. Someone that's released by Schalke, and they bring him in. Yeah. What he must have brought into that dressing room, but yeah. Schmeichel as well. Yeah, in terms of... entire back five, man. It was ridiculous. It goes down to the way you would ask the question. So it would say who was the most important or who was the most influential in that team. Um, Mm. I would have to go with Wes Morgan. But again, going back to that, the the question about the league, that also to me depends on how how you ask the question. If you were to say, what's the most impressive team to have won the Premier League? I would say Leicester. If you say, what was the best team? Yeah, there's a difference. City or Liverpool, yeah. you know, it, it all depends on what way that question is asked, which is what the yeah. problem with that GQ thing is. There's no context to it. They've just got a bunch of nah. names and went here. We'll just throw them in. So, yeah. out of context, and, and, yes, Leicester, brilliant achievement. But if you're asking best team to ever win it, still for me, 2008 and Manchester United team. Yeah. Well, and Johnny, I re- the reason why I wanted to ask Con's opinion because you mentioned Kante. And the reason why I asked the question in the first place was because the PFA Player of the Year, again, highlights more what Conor you're saying about the best player. Yeah. And none of you have mentioned him. Mahrez. Was Riyad Mahrez was the, was the individually the best player in that in that eleven? I agree with Conor though that you know team you, the team. You look at Danny Ings this season with Southampton. They kept him ten because they have a decent goal scorer. The defense is all right, but that but the you know the classic thing goes that you're. 
it's your goals when you games, defenses when you titles, and that's why I think that maybe more, in my opinion, Robert Hoof because he'd won it before was the most influential. But in terms of best, I think Mares is probably up there. Mares was unplayable that season, but um, it's it's an interest, it's an interesting debate, and like you know, I'm glad we spent like what forty minutes talking about it. Yeah. Um, and sort of like my summarizing point before we move on to talk talking about this season, um, is that. It doesn't matter because what anybody says, because there's only one right answer, and that's my night in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair enough. Um, yeah. So, 